I'm Gavin Scott, your host. Welcome to the Stay Outstanding podcast, the show that shares wisdom and gifts knowledge, motivates you to be your authentic self, influences you to fulfill your true potential, encourages you to take action, and inspires you to step into your greatness. Welcome back, uh, listeners. I'm so pleased to have today in the studio Madge Britt, who is a high-performance coach. Um, Madge Britt, how would you describe high-performance? Because I'm sure a lot of people have different definitions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Most most people, when you say high-performance, they go like, are you nuts? I have nuts on my plate as it is. You don't need to put any more on me. And, and that's not what it's about, at least not the way I do it. It's about high performance. The definition is to, to, um, to be above standard norms, to deliver or perform above standard norms consistently and successfully without compromising your health and your relations. And, and the first part is easy. Most people can do that. And, and those are the ones who burns out. But the last part, most people forget that, that you need to stay on optimized health and you need to stay close with your relations and keep making your relationships deeper. Um, so that's how I, I, I define high performance. It's a holistic way of thinking of it. So you need to have all three. And you see it as a three-legged stool, right? You have a professional and a personal and a social leg. And if you move one of them, the stool is going to fall over. So this is the best way to describe it. So it's not just about working harder. It's about optimizing on how do you spend your time? Do you spend your time on the things that really matters? Like life's work versus busy work? Do you spend your time on things that move you forward? Are you stuck in in the toxic environment, negative people, negative self-belief, things that will keep you from moving forward. So this is what it's all about. It's about becoming the best version of you where you can, where you can deliver at a top level in business and in your personal life without feeling like you are spread so thin that you're about to, to fall apart or without feeling guilty. Because a lot of people go like, oh, they're at work and I should have been with the family. And then with the the family, they go, I should have been at work. And they feel guilty all the time. And this is not a way to live because you just feel like you're in survival mode and you get caught in this hamster wheel. And high performance is not about that. It's about living fully and vibrantly and with joy and happiness and gratefulness every day. So, that's what high performance is about. I love it. I love it. What a great definition. For me, I, I, I like to be a bit more direct and I would go to uh, human optimization. But yes. same, same thing as you just described, I think. Yeah. As I said, everyone's got a different definition. Exactly. And, and now it's just called certified high performance coach. 
<laughs> and that's just the name for it, right? <laughs> so that's what people ask about. But it's true. It's just optimizing on all parameters of your life, really. So most of your clients uh, would come to you because? Most of my clients would come to me because they feel frustrated. And they don't know why. They can just feel it within them that something is off. Or they come to me because they're doing good, but they know they have more inside. Uh, and, and they just don't know how to get there. They don't know how to activate this. They, they just have this feeling. There's more to life than this. And I want to activate it. So these are the reasons people come to me mostly. And then people tend to come to me a little bit too late. I, I wish they would come a little early uh, because then the work for them wouldn't be as hard. Right. Many I people think... only go, go to see a coach once they're already burned out or <laughs> their marriage about to crash or whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. I, it's, it's, it's really, really, I mean, I think, I'm not sure if there's been any studies on this, but for coaches like us, like there's a direct correlation between people being educated at school and the institutional education system and then stopping learning once they exit that system. And for me, that's just completely the wrong way to go about it. Like the institution doesn't prepare you for life. It gives you the basics at best. And I think all coaches have their, have their own coaches and mentors, right? I mean, no one can ever get to the stage where they are completely optimized. There's always another level. There's always the next level. And if you ever go, and this is, of course, for the audience, if you ever go try to find a coach, make sure that coach has a coach. Because you cannot be a good coach if you don't have a coach. Um, I, I believe that I have three. They do different things, uh, but I need all of them because they keep my feet to the fire and then they keep me at my best. And the good thing for my, my coaches is that everything I learn, I, I teach them. So, so it's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But there's no such thing as a superhuman. It doesn't exist. If you meet somebody who seems like a superhuman, you, you can be sure that there's a lot of hard work behind that. Oh, yeah. They are willing to get out of the comfort zone. They're willing to grow. They're willing to learn. They, I'm a student for life. I'll always be a student. And, and people with that and people who, who are curious, those are the people you see like, wow, they are so superhuman. No, they're not. They're just working intentionally about what they want with their life. David Goggins comes to mind when you say superhuman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I used to have a, a crash course. I called my own superhero. It was only launched in Danish, though. But uh, that was basically about being your own superhero. Because nobody else can do it for you. If you want to win in life, something new needs to get out of you. You can be inspired by something that comes into your life, but you need to generate it. And some people can do it alone, but most can't. Most need somebody to guide them, to tell them where to start. Because once you're in this frustrated, I don't know what to do, 
you are not seeing clearly. So you need somebody from the outside. It's so much easier to solve other people's problems, right? <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> so you have a lot of blind spots on your own and, and you get caught in this frustration funk and, and you don't have a clear vision anymore. So you are not able to make the decisions from the right point of view. So, so if you want to fast track your vision and your dreams and everything, get somebody to help. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I love that. Um, I've got lots of content ideas for all of our different channels. But one thing that you're always told is that you should be in the energy of the end result, right? So I'm thinking to myself, maybe for my YouTube channel, do some videos with me in this uh, Superman costume, except without the S, it'll be a G on there. And then <laughs> because I'll be actually, you know, in my own superhero cloak, I'll be able to show everyone that it works. Yeah, that's a cool idea, but it's also really a statement. Um, I do know a woman who, who does the same. She always wear a cape and goggles for whatever reason. I'm not sure how they fit in, though. But they create attention for sure. And people ask, what about those goggles? And then it's a good icebreaker. Absolutely. Um, I've got so many different content ideas. Anyway, let's not go into my content ideas. This, uh, this episode, this interview isn't about me. It's about you. So... What, it can both. It can, it can. Uh, but I will, I really want to share with the audience about you. So let's dig deeper into that. If someone comes and works with you, what can they kind of expect to be working on in the human optimization and uh, high performance world? Like, I know we've started talking about self-image um sabotage and confidence and these kind of things but above those foundational blocks what else is there yeah well i used to put it in some in four i wouldn't say easy simple steps but it's not easy don't confuse the two it's simple and the first one is of course they they need to get the vision straight what do they really want do they even know? Most most of the time they don't. They forgot. They forgot about their dreams. They got caught up in the hamster wheel and building empires, meaning starting family and getting careers and stuff like that. So when I say empires, that's what I mean. Um, and they forgot about themselves for a while. And now they need to kind of a little bit go back in time and, and, and dig it out. And, and they, they, people don't have problem setting goals. But once they do, they need to do to get a purpose. And that's a lot harder because that's based on some inner integrity or your core values, whatever name you want to put on it. I like the word integrity. Um, and they don't know that. Not top of mind anyway. So you need to dig into that a little bit. And once they find that core value that is going to be their anger whenever the storm is raging. Um, once they find that, oftentimes they find that the goal is not aligned with their purpose. So they've been chasing the, the quote unquote wrong goal for a long time. And that's why they feel frustrated, feel 
out of bounds. Whenever they get this frustration that you can't explain, it's because your actions and your integrity are not aligned. It's out of sync. That's what happens. So that, that's the first thing. That's the new vision, create the new story. Then optimizing your health mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, so, so you can be this, feel like you have this energy and everybody knows this, right? Everybody knows the days we have when everything is just awesome. Sun is shining. You feel like you have a ton of energy. Your mood is good and nothing can knock you down. Everybody knows these days. But you don't want one of these days every quarter. You want them 90% of the time. So what do we need to do to get that in? And then we take command of your life. You regain your personal power or gain it if you never had it. But most people did have it at some point, right? So take command of your life um, and, and get the personal power and the personal freedom. And by personal freedom, I don't mean run off to an island and leave all your responsibilities behind. That's not what I mean. It's just this feeling that you are in control of your life. You like it. You love getting up in the morning. And when you go to bed at night, you say, hey, this was a great day. So you live for the everyday and not just for the weekends. Most people, they just struggle through the day, Monday through Friday, and they struggle and they struggle. And then, oh, thank God, it's weekend. But there's more everyday days than there are weekends. So you want to be happy every day. And then the, the fourth thing is, is fuel your resilience. So you don't ever have a broken uh, momentum again. So you know how to deal with stuff on your own after I let you go. You still know how to deal with stuff because problems and challenges and struggles will happen. And people who tell you you can avoid them are lying because you can't. You have different levels of struggles. And if you're at level one, you have le level one problems. If you're at level 10, you have level 10 problems. <laughs> but you still have problems. But once you reach level 10, level one problems, no problems. They're just things you deal with. So, so you can train this just as you can train everything else. And so fuel the resilience so you can stand your ground and deal with what needs to be dealt with. and sort in things and prioritize say okay do I need to deal with that at all is it my problem to deal with and I found that people are dealing with a lot of problems they don't know they're just taking on an example is uh I just had a one-on-one -on -one session with a lawyer today and they have a strange way of working and everybody knows that if you've seen the the if you've seen that TV show Suits, you, you know, and this is the real world. They actually work like that. It's, at least they do in Denmark. It's like 80 hours. It's, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, and I told him, is it really your problem to solve? Somebody gave him an unreasonable deadline because they didn't manage their time. So I told him, their chaos is not your emergency. So you need to teach them to give you fair warning. Uh, so, so these are the things, how many of the things we're dealing with is really our problems? Are we just taking on other people's problem because they don't know how to manage their time? That makes sense? I mean, I couldn't agree more. Makes 
total sense to me. Perfect. Because sometimes I get so fired up about what I'm talking about that I'm getting off in 10 different directions and people go like, whoa, that was kind of messy. <laughs> yeah. So I think a lot of this stems from like negative self-talk, right? Like, uh, or, or self-belief. So maybe your lawyer client is like, well, how can I be a good lawyer if I'm, you know, re rebuffing work because the short deadline. Um, how can people tap into a more positive self-talk, self-belief, self-image? They can they can ask themselves some questions. Uh, because when I found that a lot of people they talk negative to themselves. And I also found that a lot of people suffer from imposter syndrome. And there's absolutely no need to. Because they go like, there's so many people out there that's better than me. Yeah, you're right. But there are even more people who know less than you. And those are the people you should help. So there's always going to be somebody who's better, right? Even the Olympics don't stay they win the gold medal and next time they don't because somebody was better. So it's going to be like that. Um, but the thing they can ask themselves is, does this thought I have here, is that going to bring me closer to my new story? Now we're assuming they have a vision that they know what their, their target is. Uh, is that going to bring me closer? And I know it's rhetoric because of course it's not. But but it's important to get it up front on your radar that the, the thoughts you're having about yourself most likely is not going to serve you. So you're asking, if this is going to bring me closer to my new story, that's the first question. The second question is, is this a market reality? I'm too is always a negative statement. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too ugly. I'm too unexperienced. I'm too whatever but it's always unless i'm it's always negative um so 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 don't ever use i'm too and then ask yourself is this thought making me in a good mood and if it's a negative thought it's not but if it if it makes you in a bad mood maybe you shouldn't hang on to that thought <laughs> right so but also ask is this a market reality is it true? I had somebody say, I'm too old for this. That is not true. Did somebody else in their 50 start a business? Yes. Did somebody else in their 50 succeed after starting a business? Yes. Because just because your next door neighbor didn't succeed does not make it a market reality. So you need sometimes to get the big perspective. So ask yourself, is this a market reality? And when you find out it's not, so the first kind of three questions are no, no, no. Go, okay, so what negative thought or belief can I bury now? Can I let go of? And then you write that down. And then you ask, okay, so what is the next right step I need to take? Or you can ask, then what is the next step of integrity? Or what is the next step that will make me a good role model? But these questions are really important because if you ask yourself, okay, so what would make me a good role model in this situation? 
Because you got to remember, no matter who you are or what you do, somebody's looking to you for answers. There's always somebody looking to you. And they will not do what you tell them. And if it's kid, especially not. They will do what you do. They watch you and they copy you. So be aware that you're a role model to somebody. And have that in mind when you say, okay, so what would make me a good role model right now? I bet you will lift your, um, your performance just by thinking that. Somebody's looking to me. So if I was looking to somebody, what would I want them to do? How could they inspire me? Yeah, I, I love that. Just asking questions is such a big way uh, to progress in self-development. Um, I, I, I really like to share with the audience listening, like you can go about it like Sherlock Holmes and be a real investigator and come up with real questions. Or you can go about it like Inspector Clouseau, who was a very comical character in his movies and asked stupid questions, but always got his man. So have fun with it, guys. Life is an adventure. Have fun. Yeah, exactly. And, and do whatever works for you. These are just examples, questions you can ask yourself. But, but whatever you can stick with is the best solution for you. So ask the questions that, that make sense to you as long as it gets you in the right direction. Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. Consistent. Or you could be, or you could be like, uh, what is his name? The one that always came back and said one more thing. Uh, that detective. His name was Peter something, the actor. He always came back and said, just one Peter, more thing. Peter Sage? No. Peter Sellers. Um, oh, never mind. Never. But but there was there was this inspector. He drove an old car and he always wore trench coat. And he looked like, I don't know, street bone. <laughs> I don't know. And he always came back and said, just one more thing. And then he solved everything. Because just when they thought they were off the hook, he came in. One more thing. Yeah, I mean, for me, that is the first step to human optimization. So uh, I swam the English Channel in October. A year and a half ago, I wasn't a swimmer. Um, and whenever I was in my training, it was always like, okay, I'm ready to finish now. And I'm like, well, that's great. But can you do one more stroke? Can you do one more length? You know, and the answer to that kind of question inevitably is always yes. So if you push yourself, you push your belief boundaries, you can achieve. Yes, that's true. I use it a lot in my coaching. Whenever I ask a question where people need to say, okay, so uh, what would, what would you, if you were mentoring me, what would you, what would you teach me? What would you tell me if I wanted to succeed? That could be a question I ask a coachee, right? And then they list two or three things up. And I always go and I, I call it a plus one them. So I go, okay, one, what more, what else? What more could you do? Is that sufficient? What else? And I do that so they pull out not only their own hair, but mine as well. <laughs> because that's when you go, you have these auto response, like <clears throat> when you're swimming, you automatically say, I'm tired, I'm going to stop. 
until your stomach asks, can I do one more stroke? And, and, and yes, I can. It, there was a, an experiment with rats uh, where they put them in. So they were about, they put them in water. So they had to swim, right? And they didn't last for more than a couple of minutes. I don't know, 15 minutes or something. Uh, and then they gave up and they drowned. And they put in another uh, rat and left him in there for 13 minutes, took him out, lifted him out and saved him and had him up to, to get warm and stuff, put him back in. And the second time they lasted for 60 hours because they believed they would be saved. So, so this is all about the mind, right? Absolutely. Um, I think mindset is everything that we have, like literally, uh, it's the way to connect our mind, body and spirit. And I don't think there's any limitation to it. So for me, stay outstanding is about the echocardiogram of life. So we're always going through triumphs and tribulations. Um, and my idea was really to stay above the 70% mark, so that you're staying outstanding. And yeah, when I, exactly. You don't want peak performance. You just want high performance. You want to stay on top. Absolutely. So once I did that, I was then like, okay, well, this is interesting. Let's take the 70 to 100% integer and now put it back to zero and 100 so that I always created a new level to stay outstanding. Yeah, but that's pretty cool. I have a, I, I use uh, ratings a lot when I coach people. So on a scale from one to 10, how are you about this and this and that? And, and I use that a lot because it's, an, it's a nice way for them to get a reality check. And at some point they, they lie close to 10 on the scale from one to 10. And then the scale just changes. Now it's up to 15. <laughs> because otherwise they say, okay, I reached my target. No, you didn't. You need to understand you have to keep growing. And if that means that I make the scale go to 15, that's what I'm going to do because you need to keep growing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Madge, Britt, we've talked around the subject of high performance and coaching and mindset. I'd really like the audience to get to know you. And I, I know that they are just from how you're talking and interacting with us, but everybody has a story and it sometimes starts with, uh, you know, a tragedy or a breakthrough. Uh, would you like to share with the audience your story and how it all started and then unfolded? Yes, absolutely. I don't, everybody's story starts with a train wreck, right? <laughs> I think it, it does because sometimes that's what we you know all the time. That's what we need to think out of the box and, and think in new ways and get new angles and stuff. The same thing happened to me. I went through a marriage that I should have left four years earlier than I did. When we look back today, we're good friends. It was definitely not always like that. It, it was harsh. So I went through those four years. That was hell. But I was, I was scared. I was, my, my personality, I've always been a positive person. And I always found solutions to things. And I always managed to work around problems. So they never kind of, I never took them in for real. But this time, 
I was out sneaked by someone who is um, who slowly ruined my self-belief. And that doesn't happen from day to day. You don't see it until it's too late. And then you don't know how to get out because you don't have your usual strength. And that's exactly what happened. Um, so I didn't know how to get out. And for a long time, I, I kind of knew it. I kind of knew I had to leave, but I didn't have the courage. I didn't have the strength. I didn't know how to do it. So I used my kids as the world's best excuse. I got to think about the kids, right? Which is really stupid because they were not happy when we were fighting all the time back and forth. <laughs> so um, um, there's a reminder here on the time. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so I use that as an excuse because I didn't know how to get out of there. And I've kept telling myself, it's probably just me. I'm too demanding. I'm too difficult. I'm too all the things that could kind of support that I had to stay. <laughs> so I took the blame rather than finding the courage. At some point, things went so bad that you don't have a choice. But when you're in this, you don't leave until it hurts more to stay than to leave. So you, you take all the way to the edge and I completely crashed. And that happened on the kitchen floor a day in April. And I remember it. I was sitting in there, the sun was shining, and I was in the kitchen. I was home alone with my three girls. There were three, six, and nine at the time. And I was going out to feed the cat with the dry food. And the back crack open, and there's this dry food all over the floor. Not usually something that would create a complete meltdown, but it did. And I was just crying out loud. And the kids coming running can see the fear and the worry on their face. And they say, mom, mom, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I couldn't give them an answer. In that second, I knew I had to get out of there. But of course, it was a struggle. And for five years, it was like, it was H-E-L-O. But when you're going through hell, keep walking, right? So I had to move to a different, the opposite part of the country. Okay, Denmark is small, but still. Um, as far away as I could get, because he just came cracking through the door in the house we were living in. And, and the kids got all scared. So I left to another part of the country, took the kids, and I changed my job. And he went to trial two times to get the oldest of the three girls, just her, just one. Um, and she had to go through that trial as well. And she was only 10 at the time. And the second time she was barely 11 and, and he was putting her through hell. And then at, at some point I got fired from my new job. I did not perform. I was caught up in divorce, fighting and arguing, moving to another place and the, the trial and everything. So of course I get fired. Um, but what happened before I got fired is I was signed up for a four day seminar in Copenhagen with all kinds of speakers. My company signed me up for that. It was four days of, and I didn't know any of the speakers, not one single one. I think maybe there was 20 on for the four days. And one of them was, was my coach was Brendan. And I was just sitting there and I was in, I was completely numb. I was not paying attention to anything. I was just sitting on my chair and I was just 
physically there, but not at all there. And then all of a sudden, Brendan went on stage. <clears throat> and whatever he did, I have no idea. But he said something in a way that resonated with me instantly. And I started paying attention. And he was on for all four days. And at the end, you could get in line and, and you can get up and talk to him. And I was getting up there. I knew I had to go up there. So I went up in the line, standing there like a nervous teenager at a pop concert to get a signature, right? An autograph. And I was just standing there. And the closer I got to him, the more nervous I got because I was like, ah, what am I going to say that have, brings any value to this conversation whatsoever? He, I was starstruck about, for one. And, and I felt like I felt maybe not gross, but definitely I felt like it was just like a wreck, right? As a, so I was feeling really awful. And, and I almost got out of that line like a gazillion times in the last five meters. And my palms were sweaty. And I was like, oh my God, if you ask how I'm doing, I'm going to crack. And luckily, he is so good at what he does that he didn't ask me that. <laughs> So he took one look at me and he said, I can see we don't have time for this right now, but here's a course, a course, it was an online course. He said, here's a course, uh, go through that, you'll find the answer. And that was the, the beginning. Uh, and it was, an, it was called High Performance Master Course. And it was stripped out one, uh, one uh, module per week for 12 weeks. And I went back to the hotel and I saw the first module. And that's when I found out that the rest of the modules were locked. And I was like, no way. So I, I contacted the support. They have to open up. We can't do that. Uh, you need to get them like, they, I can't wait for this. And I told them how I got it and why I got it and, and what he did for me just by being at that seminar. And, and I finally convinced them to, I've been in sales for 25 years. So I finally convinced them to open up. <laughs> so I got all of the 12 modules unlocked and, and I went through them in a couple of days. And then I just started it all over again. And I was like, wow, I got my fire back. I'm not sure really what the answer was. I just needed a kick in the butt, right? Sometimes when you're completely lost, you just need somebody to say, start here. And then you get your momentum back and your energy and your drive and your passion, fire. And that's what happened. And I listened to him on all these modules. I was like, now I know. Now I know what to do. Now I know where to go. Now I need how, now I know how I can lift myself. So this was the beginning. And people noticed, people noticed the extreme change in me in just a couple of days. And I'm like, hey, what happened? You look all, you, you just glow, you shine, you, what happened? And I told him, I was, okay, can I get some of that? And I started helping people with what I knew also because when I teach others, I get better at it myself. It's like that for everyone. And eventually I was doing so much helping that I figured, okay, I'm going to get certified and then I can charge money for it. <laughs> And then I have a piece of paper that I know what I'm doing is the right thing. So I don't end up messing up people's lives instead, but actually know what I'm doing. And so this was the beginning. Uh, so just like so many other people, it started with a crash. Yeah, I love it. What a great story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us.
Um, yeah, and yeah. I, lo I, lo I love how passionately you tell it as well. Uh, just a couple questions to finish off today. Um, what does stay outstanding mean to you? To me, stay outstanding means be the best version of you that you can be and, and develop along the way. Don't go back to be a sofa potato. <laughs> okay. I oh, that. yeah, I guess you guys call it couch potato. Couch potato, sofa potato, doesn't matter. Everyone knows what you were talking about. Yes. <laughs> um, because it's so easy to fall off track. It's so easy to get distracted. Uh, and, and all of a sudden you go back to all the old routines that didn't serve you, but sometimes you just, you can get all fired up and you can get this strategy and you can implement stuff. And what happens is, and then uh, you have sick kids or a, a boss that's a jerk or whatever happens. And uh, instantly you go back to your old habits and it takes so much effort to get back into your new habits and most of the time we don't take training for instance and then you get the the cold for two days and you use that as an excuse not to work out for the next three months until it's it's bikini season again <laughs> so stay outstanding to me means that you you stay the path and and it is hard work but it's also fun and it's also so worth it when you do so that's what I'm thinking of when you say stay outstanding. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Um, Did I get that right at all? Was that the thought with you, when you named it? <laughs> there is no right or wrong. Everyone's got a different interpretation. A bit like what does what is the definition of high performance? Yeah. Um, Madge, lastly, if anything you've said has resonated with anyone in the audience and they'd love to reach out and get in contact with you, how could they do that? Oh, the easiest, they can find me on LinkedIn. I can provide links uh, that maybe you, is it possible for you to put the links underneath the podcast? It'll be in the show notes. Yes. And then I will say, go in and, and subscribe to my newsletter. It's called Sunday Success Letter. And it comes out every Sunday. And you uh, just follow along and there will be some hacks and they can they can develop from there if they want. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the content and got any value, please do like it, rate it, follow, subscribe, and leave a comment. You'll find us across all the social media channels, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. All the links are in the show notes. It's been my privilege to host you today. I'm Gavin Scott. Until next time, stay outstanding.